Have you ever been told at some point in your life that you are not good enough, smart enough, strong enough, rich enough, or any reason really? This podcast is meant to teach, motivate, and inspire you to never lose sight of what your true passion is and to always believe you are far more capable than you think. Welcome to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Florence. Each week, we'll bring you a special guest that will truly motivate, inspire, and encourage you to never lose sight of who you are, what it is you're meant to do, and to offer valuable advice on what steps you can take to help you believe in yourself, achieve your dreams, and ultimately lead you to discover your purpose, passion, and drive. Impact to me is a life, it's a lifestyle, it's a soul. So everything I do is is with soul, it's with impact, right? So uh, it's an acronym, I won't go into all of it, but when you think about impact, to me it's, it's legacy. Um, the thing that I'm constantly tapping into in my own faith walk is, hey God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to serve? Um, my, my greatest contribution, I'm not sure what that's going to be because I haven't created it yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of things I'm still going to create that I'm not even sure of yet. Welcome back to the Why Not Me podcast. As I mentioned last week, if you have not listened to it yet, make sure you listen to part one of this two-part episode with Todd Durkin. What you hear today in part two with Todd Durkin is Todd discussing and sharing some thoughts on training, his writing, speaking, mental health mindset, family, and life in general. Sit back, relax, and enjoy part two. So what was it like for you in the beginning? What were some, what were some of the things that you did really well? What were some of the mistakes that you made if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about starting something now, what would you say? Well, some of the principles that hold true now, as well as back then is, um, it's all about the people I cared for anybody. I trained anybody. Mm -hmm. I didn't, they didn't need to be an athlete. I didn't train athletes in the beginning. They were men, women, young, old, overweight, obese, deep. I didn't care if you walked through the door, I was going to change your life. And I was convinced I would. Um, and it was passion. You got to have passion. If mm -hmm. you're doing this for a paycheck, you're in the wrong industry. You're in the wrong business. Don't do it for that. If you are full of passion, then you can create whatever you want to create. Um, and you could be pretty darn successful. I also would say that, um, that the size of your studio or club doesn't matter. Bigger isn't better. Better's better. Hmm. Bigger isn't better. Better's better. I mean, Dave, when I opened up is 2000 square feet, 2000 hmm. square feet. And it was carpet and refurbished equipment and people didn't care. They care. Right. They, they came in because of the way that, that we treated them and we did a good job with that. Um, so it's about the people. It's about, um, how, how special you can make someone feel when they're exercising or training the culture and that, but the camaraderie that you can foster, um, in your, in your facility and your gym and your studio and your spa, whatever, uh, someone operates. Um, and then it's the growth mindset for me. We never stop growing. Um, I didn't have any clients no money, no clients, no business plan in the beginning. But I figured out real quick, I started getting involved in growing. I was reading like a champ. Mm -hmm. um, I, I became part of a couple mastermind groups early on when I read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which right. was one of the most impactful books um, that I've read. And, and then it just started taking off. And next thing I know, I 
Vaughn Parker comes in, starting left tackle for the San Diego Chargers. Next thing I know, Vaughn leads me to the Chargers. Next thing I know, LaDainian Tomlinson, the first-round pick, uh, is my first athlete. I started training, and then he brought in Drew Brees. And then Drew Brees, you know, I've had for 21 years now. And, and you know, they in the athlete world, it's all word of mouth. So, right. you know, Sproles and Chase and Gerald McCoy. I'm getting ready to go to Gerald's football camp later this week as we record this. Right. Um Man, it's 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 so much word of mouth, and mm-hmm. you want to make sure that in your community, even if you're a, a small little studio, um, that you're the talk of the town. And if it, remember that if if someone likes you, they'll tell five people. If they don't like you, they'll tell thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they like you, they'll tell five. If they don't True. like you, they'll tell thirty. Make sure you don't have people that don't <laughs> like you. You got to be the mayor of your town. You're giving out high fives and True. handshakes and hugs and everything else because right. man, people like to quack, right. and that's not good. So that is accurate and 100% true. <laughs> so was Vaughn your first, was he your first pro athlete? The story that you tell about. I would say Vaughn was my, <laughs> yeah, yes. He, he was my first client that I did body work on. I didn't train Vaughn, but um, he, he was my first athlete I worked with. I did body work on him. He had a bad back. I started attracting people with bad backs, interesting enough. And um, he came in. And my table broke in half 15 minutes into my session. I'm like, oh, snap, what do I do? <laughs> and I, yeah, like I had backup tables back then. Right. And, uh, you know, I started breaking. I just watched this VHS tape on Thai massage. I take off my shoes. I start stepping on his glutes and is walking on his back. And he's like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just watched a VHS tape last week on it. <laughs> like, I just I learned am. this. Just <laughs> learned it. And he loved it. He's like, man. You got to come down to the Chargers, um, you know, team room after the games on Mondays and and do some stretching and body work with us. And I became the Chargers uh, team therapist for two years. Todd, is there a special moment or favorite experience you shared with any of those athletes? Or is there a combination of things that you that you kind of point and look back to? That was one of them. I also remember my first experience with LaDainian Tomlinson, how nervous I was driving to the gym that day. Like, what am I going to do with this guy? He's already, right. he's already one of the best athletes in the world. Right. What am I, who am I? I'm what, 32 years old or whatever. And I'm, you know, I could still be playing, but here I am like, what am I going to do? And light bulb moment went off in, in, in session number one, where it clicked about how he had an imbalance in his hips. I did this balance test with him and I, I, I discovered that he had an imbalance. And when I explained it, I saw that light bulb moment for him go off of like, mm. oh, if I correct my imbalance, I could actually be better. So mm. when he told me he wanted to be as good as Emmett and Walter and, you know, he, he wanted to be one of the best to ever played the game. All of a sudden, boom, like that. I was like, I can help this guy. Mm. I can help this guy. So that was a memorable moment it just in reflection. I also remember the first day he brought in his quarterback, Drew Brees. And right. I remember working on Drew's core and I'm like, man, this guy's core is weak. I can help this guy because mm. next thing I know, I'm right. working on Drew's core. And I was with Drew, many of you may not remember, but you know, Drew early on in his career wasn't the Drew Brees who is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Drew had a pretty rough start. Drew mm-hmm. got benched. Drew blew out his shoulder out of his socket and got driven out of this town in San Diego. Um, you know, hmm. 
So I was with him every part of the way. I, I, I don't want to say I love that, but those are memorable times. It's one thing being at a Super Bowl and seeing him hoist up, you know, his son. And that's one thing, but hmm, behind that, man, behind that, no one knows how hard those dudes worked, how hard that we were in the, in the trenches grinding that I'd be thinking about ways I can get in their head and in their heart and in their soul and in their bodies to get them to the next level. So right. I'm getting emotional thinking about it, but, um, D I just love, I love changing lives, man. It doesn't matter if it's one of them or Donna right. Dickinson, who's still with me today. She's my right. first client. And yeah, when you see someone's that light bulb moment go off, man, it's a proud moment. I mean, it's a, it's a proud moment. And, one of the things that you said to me when when we first met is about as a coach, and to this day I hear you say it is is to always willing to be um, better, to to get better, to put in the work, and to serve your clients no matter who they are, and mm -hmm. to overserve. And that's one of the examples uh, that I follow to this day from from you. Uh, you know, I've I've learned that through you, and and not that. I didn't have that before. It's just, just seeing the sincerity and, and how genuine you are with your clients and your staff and the team. It just, it can't, you can't help, but want to, to be better. So, mm. and um, so I appreciate that about you and, and how you serve, you know, Todd's probably the most genuine trainer, coach person you're ever going to meet. Listen to, you know, his words, his wisdom. He's got a lot of it and a lot of experience and willing to help. So uh, Todd, one of the things I do would I, I know what Fitness Quest is like now, but what's the biggest difference between when you started till till today for you? Mm. It's a lot bigger. <laughs> a lot bigger, <laughs> right? a lot more, a lot more expenses. I'm sure, right, a lot more everything. Um, it's funny when you start out; it seemed so overwhelming and challenging, and like, how am I going to figure this out? And now I look back and I smile, like, man, how easy it was, um, how uh, how much I loved it. Um, whereas now it, it literally is a lot bigger. Um, you know, we've got 10,000 square feet total. There's, well, you know, with the, the pandemic, certainly we had a big fluctuation where mm -hmm. we were carrying 40 people prior to the pandemic. Now we've got about 25 people on, on staff. Um, so I would say the biggest difference is just in the amount of offerings we have. Our community certainly has grown quite a bit. It was, you know, it was a startup then. And there's something really special about a startup um, that when you look back, how fond it, it you are. I loved, I actually love startups um, um, versus just trying to like, you know, get to a certain point. How do you keep it going? Um, I, I love the growth aspect of, of seeing that. I would say the biggest difference that it's not is I think from day one, we always had soul. Mm. And I think today it still has soul, right? Mm. Like it's still the intangible secret sauce of people. Mm. Like the energy here is awesome. I think this, the people that we attract are good people, right? And the energy is good. I just think the word that is ubiquitous for 23 years now is the word soul. There's a soul um that's deep in our dna mm. and um while i'm not in the day-to-day -day operations like i was um you know when i was getting started this is still very much a part of um you know 
who I am and what I built right. and, and the people behind it. Right. And it shows too, when you walk right through those doors for the mm. first time to the second time to the third, fourth time I've been there, it's just, whether you're there or not, it's the same energy. It's mm. uh, and that's, that's um, kudos to you and the team that's, that's there. It's, it's, you've always told us trying to attract people who are like you, same DNA. And that's very apparent. So whether it's an intern or it's someone like Julie, who's been in there forever with you, you know, it's the same, you can see it and feel right. it, you know? So anyone who's ever in San Diego area, pop in and you'll know what exactly what I'm talking about when you walk through those doors. So it's, yeah. it Thank is you. phenomenal. TD, I want to jump over to some, uh, what I call some words of TD wisdom, wisdom training, mm. you're, you know, talk about your writing, speaking, mental health mindset. I mean, I wish we had more time and, uh, but, uh, so I'm going to do a little bit of jumping around. And one of the things is someone's reading your bio, you know, and looking at who TD is, you got so many accolades, success in the fitness and coaching world. What would you say is the hardest thing you do at all your roles? And do you have a favorite? <laughs> the hardest role? Well, yeah. I, I, I guess this isn't professionally, it's balancing the professional with the parenting, right? Like mm -hmm. the hardest role is parenting because right? I love the work. But so I guess it's balancing between my, my love to, to work with my desire to be a great family man. Um, but I guess within, if the question is, as far as the hardest thing I do professionally, mm. um, it's, I have a lot of interests and I, I don't like just to do one thing. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you just do one thing. I do one thing. I'm like, I don't right. want to just do one thing. I like right. writing. I love speaking. I love coaching. So I'm not going to be defined just by just being a coach or just being an author or just being a, a, a speaker. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I think growing the bench enough that I can stay in the wheelhouse of doing what I love, but not get into the weeds of trying to do every single thing of each of those roles. And so out of those roles and the parenting and the juggling and the balance, any advice for someone who's going through, you know, struggling to identify, you know, the the importance of one versus the other to me. And I know to you, family is, that's your, that's your main hat. That's your main role. But what about somebody out there who's really, maybe they don't have that family. Maybe they don't have, they're just trying to, they're putting their career first. What, what would you, what would you say to that person? And they're struggling to identify that, 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 I, that one role for them. Well, in reality, you don't even know what your role is or your deepest purpose is until you try a lot of stuff right. and you're going deep on that. So if you don't have a family yet or you lost your family, right, divorce, whatever it may be, um, let's face it, your career, your profession can give you a lot of fulfillment. Mm. It can, You can do a lot of great things. Some people are like, taboo, like, doesn't mean you don't love your family. Right. If you find fulfillment professionally, and you and you are really making a difference, and that's your that's going to be your north star. There's a lot of fulfillment that can come from that, and I think sometimes people feel guilty because of that. So I would say, if you like certain roles in your career, then gosh, like what can you do to amplify that because mm -hmm. of the happiness and joy that you can literally find from doing the things that you love to do, which could lead you to 
family, right? Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you you meet or you you attract someone who should be in your life. So right. I'm a big believer in do more of what you love to do. Um, and if it's if it's professionally, don't shy away from it. But mm-hmm. by doing a lot of things, you also realize what you don't want to do. Well, what you don't want to do is spend a lot of time doing things that you don't want to do, right? right. So um, how do you get better at saying no to the things that you don't love? Of course, all of us listening in are doing, you're going to have to do things that you don't love to do. But there's nothing worse than spending a day or days or weeks or seasons of your life where you're way in the weeds doing too much stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't bring you joy. That's where you got to be smarter about, okay, stop. I got to reallocate my time and energy. I got to find someone who can help me with red tape. Like I hate doing red tape stuff. I'm not good right. at it. And every time right. I do it, I get frustrated. So I'm like, right. I need help. I need some help with this because I need to be creating content and doing the podcast and coaching people. And if I'm not front of stage, I'm not happy. So right. how do I do more of the things I love to do? So I'll give a kudos to anyone out there that's, you know, doing multiple things and you're trying to say, Hey, I love these things. I don't love doing those things. So don't do the things you don't love to do. Right. And Todd, recently I saw that uh, you, your endorsement of a book from pastor David Jeremiah, and he says you train people from the inside out. What's that mean? Hmm. Whew. Um, Pastor Jeremiah is a good friend of mine and, you know, I've been training him for close to a decade now and just had the opportunity on Father's Day to do his, the sermons for his congregation at Chatham Mountain Church. And you're like, hey, Pastor Jeremiah, that, you know, if you, if you know the name, he's mm-hmm. on TV every Sunday on Turning Point Ministries. Um, but even when he introduced me, What he means by that is training people from the inside out is a lot of times when any of us make fitness goals, we're trying to lose 10 pounds of weight or 3% body fat, or you're trying to get these inches off here. That is important, obviously, that if you have some fitness goals to do that. But what he was saying is I train people from the inside out is, I do love to get to know someone's spirit and energy of what Mm -hmm. makes them tick. What Mm -hmm. makes Pastor Jeremiah tick? What makes David Paul Herons tick? Mm -hmm. I want to know what makes you tick. And if I find out what makes you tick, then as a coach, then I can do a much better job in helping you with your outer external goals if I understand how I can take your inside and make sure I understand that to coach you and, then, right. and, and and touch on the things that are going to tap into your spirit. Oh, I lose my motivation. Okay, then why? What can we do to, you know, to inspire you to keep your motivation, right? So mm-hmm. that's what he means by that. And um, I say that now to any coach uh, that I that I coach, any trainer I coach is make sure you tap into the inside. That's where the juice is at. That's where the spirit's at. So, you know, get to know people on the inside and and uh, you can you can change a lot of lives. Right. Love it. So, TD, we all have these certain rules we live by. Um, you know, like mine is, you know, I've got to get my workouts in. I've got to try and eat healthy, spend time with my family, number one, when I can, and make it count. What's yours? What's what's TD's rules to live by? <laughs> I have 13, so I won't go through them all. <laughs> Let's give us the top three. <laughs> a couple of them. Yeah. And some of them are really, really simple. Don't turn my phone on first thing in the morning. No, rule number one. Because 
man, there's nothing worse. I turn my phone on. It gives me anxiety. Dings, dongs, text, DMs. Next thing I know, I'm responding. I just lost 20 minutes. That's a bad thing. So the rule is don't turn my phone on for the first hour of my day. Mm. And instead, I'm going to go down. I've got a routine down in my home office, getting it about 20 minutes long, getting into the word, getting some quiet time, doing a little bit of journaling, getting some just catching my breath, getting that quiet time, revving up for what's going to be my workout early in the morning because mm -hmm. movement is going to be key to making sure that I can set my energy the way I want. So between diving into the faith component and diving into the fitness component, if I can start my day with faith and fitness, bam, I, I'm going to be able to deal with the fires that are going to happen every darn day. Every day there's fires. So those are, you know, the first three, of course, nutritionally breakfast. Um, I'm, I have a rule of eating breakfast and making sure I eat, you know, I've, I'm a man of routine. So, you know, I've got that. Um, I'll just fast forward to the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the last hour of the day, I'm not on my phone again. Right. Why? Because I can sit there and just look at phone and scroll and I'm not talking to my wife or kids or anything like that. So um, I bookend my days with rules. And in between, I've got some rules on, on, um, you know, communication and how I'm leading people and, and um, the work that I'm doing, I think external going out in the beginning of the day, internal mm -hmm. what's coming in later in the day. So I don't start my day by doing a bunch of emails and responding to everyone else's needs. Mm -hmm. I'm creating after my best energy is manifested and created from my workout. That's this window of time I talk about in my Get Your Mind Right book is uh, you got to create these these gaps of when you're doing your most prolific work. Right. So I try to create that energy and then I try to create my my content in this two to three hour window, typically before 12 noon. Later on, that's when I'll do meetings and that's when I'll do um, a lot of my best my best incoming stuff is later. Perfect. Then. I think uh, if just even if, if we could do one of those things, <laughs> making our our days and our lives a little bit better. Yeah, and guys, I, I, I mean, it's a good point. I've been working on this for about fifteen years, right? I have, <laughs> I, I've got. If any of you have my God Size Dreams planner, I, I share all of this in my planner because I am meticulous about routine and discipline, mm -hmm. and I think part of the success that I've been able to have is because of just the, the routine that I am disciplined in my routine. I am, I, I, if I write it down, it becomes a rule. It's a rule. It's a rule. And I don't break the rules that often. And I want to just, uh, and as we kind of wrap up with some time here, I know you've been generous with your time and thanks again for being on, but I don't want to jump over the, the one of the bigger areas that are, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, your family earlier in life in general, you've been married for 22 years. You said you got, you have three kids, you're busy. What are some of the things that are important to keeping your family together and thriving for you? And, and what's next for you, man? It's an interesting question, Dave, because I'm at an interesting point in my life. My phase of life is, you know, my oldest is now off in college. He's going to be a junior there in North Carolina. My second is just graduated high school is leaving to go to mm. North Carolina, mm. High Point, right? So two of the three are going to be gone. And I, I'm like, wow, this is an interesting time. Right. Um, I've also vowed that I'm not missing, you know, games this mm. fall. Like I, I, I'm going to do everything I can to be at 
all the games and mm. you know it's 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 interesting time that you catch me here because my my third child my daughter is 15 she's gonna be a sophomore mm. um and you know, I, I've got to get daddy and daughter time. I've got to spend time with her because before I know it, she's going to be gone. And that's a whole nother phase of life, right? Of, right, of right. that. So I guess what I'm realizing is time is flying by is I, I uh, do not want to squander any opportunities to spend time with the kiddos. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going through that right now with my daughter who'll be 15 and they just, you hear it all the time. You, you only have 18 summers. That's it. And then uh, they're off in college to really maximize that time and take advantage of those moments. So I'm living the same, not the same life you are, but the same life with my daughter who is away at camp. I told you earlier right now, and hopefully really um, maximizing the next three to four years or summers that we have and taking advantage of those. So hundred percent. And so TD, what's next for you? Where do you see yourself in the next so I'll ask you an interview question, but what do you, where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years? <laughs> maybe, maybe you're going to expand fitness quest 10 into North Carolina. Or... I was going to say the Carolinas, <laughs> baby, the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina. Oh man. I, I love the Carolinas. That's for sure. Be with you, Dave. That's right. Um, you know, it's an interesting question because what the, what the pandemic taught me along with everyone else is we, we try to plan where we're going to be in five, 10 years. And I'm the ultimate planner. Um, and I love having a vision and a dream, but I also know this is, uh, there's nothing like the now, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to stay very present in the now and letting God steer, uh, where I'm supposed to be now, as well as in one, three, five years, I've got a lot going on. I mean, I'm building a place out in Montana, mm-hmm. uh, right now, uh, a legacy type project, um, at a special, a special place out there, um, I still love to coach. I love when I'm in the trenches coaching people. Um, I've got an impact certification program. It's a life coaching program that I'm launching this fall for trainers and coaches who want to do more life coaching. And I'm taking all my systems and putting it into uh, this certification because I'd like to grow our coaching program so other people have systems to coach, life Mm -hmm. coach people because I think there's more people lost right now and want um, when you look at pillars from faith, family, Mm -hmm. fitness, finances, all of these different aspects of, of life. Um, So I'm excited about these, these different initiatives I've got going on. Um, But as far as in five to 10 years, hard to say exactly where I'll be, but I believe that what I'm doing now is what I'll be doing then. I don't know if it'll be in the exact same spot or place, but what I'm doing is I love coaching. I love speaking. I love writing. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is there's always opportunities that take you on these different fork in the roads that whether I'll be doing it exactly as I am now, probably not, but Mm -hmm. that's called life It evolves. It changes. And I'm excited about uh, what that may, may bring. Right. And one last deep question before we go into the lightning round, you ready for it? Absolutely. Impact. For those who can't see Todd, he's got his impact uh, bands on his wrist. And Todd, uh, you talk about every, you talk about impact every chance that I, for as long as I've known you and forever will. <laughs> what do you want or believe will be your most contribution to society? 
Well, impact to me is a life, it's a lifestyle, it's a soul. So everything I do is, is with soul, it's with impact, right? So uh, it's an acronym, I won't go into all of it. But when you think about impact, to me, it's, it's legacy. Um, the thing that I'm constantly tapping into in my own faith walk is, hey, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to serve? Um, my, my greatest contribution, I'm not sure what that's going to be because I haven't created it yet. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of things I'm still going to create that I'm not even sure of yet. Mm. Uh, if I was to die today, um, people may say, oh, he was a, a, a quote, great coach who impacted, you know, thousands of people or millions of people, whatever. I'm not sure what mm. that number is. But I do know that part of my meaningful mission in life is I do want to reach 10 million people and inspire them and motivate them um, to create their best life. My role now is to empower others to empower others. I want to coach people to be the best they can be so they can go help other people be the best they can be. That's mm -hmm. part of my my role now. And um, to me, impact is just a way of life. So when I'm tired, when I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm feeling like I'm not inspired. I just think about, you know, the, the people who are counting on me um, to show up as my best self. And that's enough to, for me just to like, boom, snap my band, say, let's rock mm -hmm. and roll. It's time for impact, baby. So it's that self-talk of, hey, I haven't created my defining product yet. I haven't, I haven't created my best thing yet. I think that's a, a mentality. It's a mindset of we're never done. We always got to keep looking forward to what we're going to create. And, and for me, I think that's true. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Lightning around. You ready? Go-to song. What's, T, what's TD's go-to song for a workout? I think I know what it is, but, uh, <laughs> and the favorite workout. <laughs> Well, I mean, fa favorite workout song, anything from Rocky Four, that's for darn sure. Burning Heart. Uh, sure. I mean, when, when you when you talk about that, I got a playlist. It's on repeat um, with with Rocky, the best of the Rocky soundtrack. Rocky Four um, is what it's all about. So to me, man, anything, anything Rocky Four, but Hearts on Fire and No Easy Way Out, man. I'm going to work out if I hear no easy way out. <laughs> like that's right. it. Uh, and, uh, favorite I, workout? Yeah, favorite workout. I know. I think I know what it is, but what's yours? <laughs> well, arm farm. Arm hey, farm. Arm yeah. farm. Right. Uh, <laughs> put a little a little circuit together, little kettlebell swings, little bench press, and hit some hit some arms. Uh, I love arms. I love doing arms. And and a part of that's <laughs> because when I was all jacked up during the pandemic and my back was killing me, my knees were killing me, my body was killing me, I could still do arms. And I was like, I'm going to move my body. I'm going to find a way to 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 at least get the blood flowing and and the spirit percolating a bit. So I'd hit arm farm pretty much every day. So uh, arm farm favorite. Love, love it. Love it. Uh, I worked out with my daughter in our garage uh, a while back, and I think we did arms like three days in a row. She's like, can we do something else? Is there totally. something, <laughs> there's oh, something else we can do? The meathead workout. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, last two, TD. Uh, favorite Bible verse, your go-to one in times of you know maybe self-doubt, struggle that you may deal with, that you lean on. And, mm. um, and, and last question, kind of tie into that one would be, is there anything about you that you want people to know that maybe they don't know well favorite bible verse let's just sit here for a second um is off the top of my head it's proverbs 27 17 iron sharpens iron um and i say that because i realize it's biblical 
when you talk about mentors, when you talk about your inner circle, when you talk about people in your life, hmm. who you surround yourself with is absolutely essential. And you often don't realize it until you're around people that are doing the wrong things, that have hmm. bad habits, that are out partying or not living the life that you want to live. And the next thing you know, you're doing stupid stuff. Hmm. So to me, the Proverbs 2717 has been a way of life. Um, and even the last decade, I know for me, in being very, very meticulous about um, what I consume, what's in my ears, like that's all part of the whole, I don't know, like, who are you listening to in your ear? What are you listening to? Um, right. Who are you surrounding yourself with? So to me, I'd say, I would say um, that has been one of the more um, prophetic verses for me that I've tried to, to who sharpening me, who am I sharpening and whom shall I be sharpening? Right. Proverbs 27, 17. I'll put that in our show notes uh, as well. And then what about something that, uh, is there anything about you that people don't know that you'd want them to know about you? No, I think I'm an open book. <laughs> so, uh, I was, I I was going to say, say that. I don't know. There's much that people don't know, but, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, 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 again, I, I, like yourself, Dave, I've got a podcast where what 300 and something episodes in, um, I share like you do my heart and soul in them. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I guess it depends on what people want to know because when people ask, I have sometimes Q and A's, I, I answer, I just, got done with my reinvention series where I bared my soul and mm -hmm. shared what didn't work well over the pandemic and how I was physically in a lot of pain in the last couple of years and um, how I made some major shifts in my life based on what God was whispering to me. Um, I wrote my Get Your Mind Right book in 2020 mm -hmm. in the midst of, of a very, very difficult time in world's history. Um, so I'm not sure I, I, I want anyone else to know um, anything else about me other than this is, um, sometimes you, you look at someone, it doesn't matter who an athlete, a, an actor, actress, and you think they all got it together, mm. but everyone's got something. Everyone's got something. Everyone's battling something. Right. So never go like, oh man, she's got it all together. All oh, he's got it all together. You mm -hmm. got to realize when you learn from people and you, you, you're with people is, and you can connect with people is, um, everyone's battling something. Everyone's got something, but what makes them special to get through the battles and adversities um, mm -hmm. that allow them to keep persevering. And to me, character is everything of the character that, that one has um, is really, really important. I, I, I love looking at people's character and, and integrity and how they show up on a daily basis, even when they don't feel good, mm -hmm. even when things aren't right how you show up, um, how you work, how you, how you are as a mom or a dad. So to me, um, I guess if there's anything, I hope that uh, someone will look at, at the character side of when you've been doing something for long enough, um, over time, there's, there's, there's trends that happen, right? And right. it sometimes takes 5, 10, 20 years to be that overnight success. And she's come out of nowhere. He's come out of nowhere. Right. Nope. There's a lot of discipline year after year, making some good decisions, being around the right people. And all of a sudden things took off. Right. TD contact points, social media, where if somebody wants to have you come out and speak to them, buy your books, 
uh, the the podcast, the Impact Show. How can they how can they find you? Easiest way if you if you want to go deeper in, in our ecosystem and what we do, just go to my website. Just my name, ToddDurkin.com. ToddDurkin.com. My podcast is the Todd Durkin Impact Show. Todd Durkin Impact Show. And we're on social media, all the different platforms. Um, I gravitate to Instagram, love Instagram. Uh, and it's just my name, at Todd Durkin. So uh, those would be some of the places that that people can get uh, ingrained with. I do have a text community. Maybe just take a look at the show notes. It's uh, If you text me, um, I leave these crazy videos sometimes, uh, getting people's minds right. Uh, that number is 619 um 304-2216, 619-304-2216. And it really is me uh, who will text you back when you say, you know, you ask a question or you have a comment or you listen to this show right here and you said, hey, listen, you know, to the podcast with Poherence um, and you text me that, it will be me who responds. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he will too. <laughs> he sends you lots of messages. So, uh, I look forward to those daily, <laughs> those daily texts. So. And DP, I would say this. Thank you, brother. I got it right here. Uh, your book, Why Not Me? I know people can see it if they're watching. Uh, Discover Your Purpose, Passion, and Drive. Um, guys, if you haven't read David's book yet, it is awesome. And DP, I know you put your heart and soul into this. Um, you talk about passion. You talk about purpose. I know you're living it. And uh, enough people don't tell you the job that you're doing. I know how much you care and love your people, your family. Um, I've known you long enough now to, to watch you and you put your heart and soul into everything as well. So thank you for what you do and what, for what you are putting out into the universe, what you have put out. And uh, I hope all of your, your listeners have read your book as well. I appreciate that. And that's good note to end it on is to me to ask you, TD, <laughs> but thank you for those, those kind words. So what is the, what does that, why not me? What does that mean to you? Like the, if someone is struggling out there and wondering and asking themselves that question, what would you say? It's the way you say it. Why not me? Why not me? In the sense of if you can use the self-talk of, you are ordained to step into your best self. You are ordained to have a gift that you don't need to hide any longer. Don't hide behind your gift, exploit your gift. And those people who might judge you, forget it. They're not supposed to be in your life anyway. So don't hide behind, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? What if they don't like me? Forget that. That's, that's a scarcity, limited, limited thinking, uh, stinking thinking kind of a mindset. Why not me is that whole premise uh, David, that you talk about all the time. And I would just say this. Yeah, why not you is step into that and be audacious and be courageous and be bold because in a world right now that wants to hide and not stand out, I'd say stop that dumb thinking. I'd hmm. say step up, not out. And I'd step up into your best self. And that's going to take working out. It's going to get getting your mind right. It's going to be getting, listening to podcasts like this, um, training with the right people, having right. big dreams. All of the things that, that we talk about all the time is why not you? Yeah, why not you? Step into it. Start to write it out. Start to write your dreams out, your goals out. I don't care if you're 15 or you're 50 or you're 80. Like, right. why not you? And why not now? Appreciate that. And, and it's the ultimate reason of, of the book and the podcast is not to sell 
you know, for me was never to sell a hundred million books, even though the first time the book came out, my son's like, we're going to be rich, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't think so. But, so. <laughs> but no, it's really to, is just to have that. And mm. after being told so much in my life that, you, you know, I couldn't do things and I wasn't good enough, smart enough The whole the whole nine yards is, that was my drive. That was my motivation is to prove all those people wrong. And it continues to be this day. I mean, do I have self-doubts to this day? Yeah. But I mean, you had to just got to sit back and, and, uh, and reflect a little bit and, and, mm -hmm. and prioritize what's most important to you and all that other stuff doesn't really matter. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, it doesn't. So, but man, I, I appreciate you and all you stand for and all you do and all you've done for me and coming on the show. And I hope, Anyone who's listening to this really goes back and subscribes, buys, buys Todd's books, get on his podcast, listen and spread the message because it's, it's, it's awesome. And I appreciate mm -hmm. you, brother. Thank you, David. Yeah, man. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, brother. Thank yeah, you. See you. I want to thank Todd Durkin for being a part of the show in these last two episodes and sharing his thoughts and words of wisdom. As you can hear through both episodes, Todd is a man of faith, discipline, and service. Everything he talks about, does, teaches, is about creating impact in lives and helping others. I highly encourage anyone listening to these two episodes to reach out to Todd if you feel you ever need help or would like for him to come speak to your organization. What a show and what two great episodes Todd brought and delivered for us. Thanks so much, TD. Appreciate you, brother. Look forward to having you back on. As always, remember, when in doubt, ask yourself, why not me? Why not now? Until next time, have a great day.